If you like today's show, please hit the like button and share it. Also, hit the notification bell for alerts for upcoming segments. And please subscribe to my channel. And feel free to leave a comment about today's show, along with any suggestion and ideas for upcoming shows. This is me as on all social platforms and our information is at the bottom of the screen. We are also available on most podcast platforms such as Google, Anchor, Spotify, Overcast, Breaker, and Radio Public. I want to thank you, my viewers and listeners for tuning in. Hi, I'm Diane Allen and welcome to This Is Me. Dealing with COVID, shutdowns, and the holiday season which is upon us, I think many of us are probably experiencing some level of stress and depression. Some level of stress and depression are a normal part of life which cannot be avoided. But when does normal stress and depression turn into something that you cannot manage and become unhealthy? On today's show, we will be talking about mental health and depression the importance of good mental health and what are the signs of stress and depression, how to identify what is normal and when to seek help. My guest today, William Precisen, who is a licensed professional counselor, will give us some insights on this topic. Hi, Bill. Good morning. Um, welcome to This Is Me. I'm glad to be here, Diane. <laughs> and we're glad to have you. Uh, I must say, Bill, um, I, I value your friendship very much, as uh -oh. well as my husband, and uh, we've known each other for quite a while. Yes. And right I also must you. say that, other than my husband, you are the only other male that I've had on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I am honored. So, <coughs> that, that says a lot about how I feel about oh, you. thank you. <laughs> so... Um, I want you to maybe tell our, our guests, as uh, our viewers, as well as my listeners, a little bit about who Bill Precisen is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bill Precisen is a complicated human being who has done a number of things in my lifetime. But currently, for the last oh, 16, 17 years, I've been working in counseling. I've been working with clients, patients who struggle with depression, anxiety, uh, lots of times that's complicated by drug use and alcohol use, etc. Uh, so I work with individuals, with couples, and with families in private counseling. Mm, wow. Well, you are the perfect guest for our topic today, which is on depression and stress and anxiety. So again, thank you for coming in. And we're mm -hmm. just going to start um, with our questions that maybe you can help uh, our viewers. So um, many define physical uh, and financial, educational, and spiritual well-being as very important to them. Now, where would you put our mental well-being in conjunction with those? Yeah, that's a very good question. Thank you for that. It, Mental, mental health uh, is sometimes is at the top of everything that is important in our lives uh, with the possible exception of the spiritual aspect. Uh, a lot of times when, we, when I check in with clients when they come to see me, I also ask them about their connection with God, with their higher power, and that's very important. But mental health really 
affects everything else in our lives to a certain extent. It can poor mental health can make us physically ill. Um, it can lead to us losing our faith. Um, it can certainly negatively impact our finances, uh, particularly with addictions. Um, it's very important to maintain a stable mental health. Mm -hmm. So would you say it would be high on the, on, the, on the list as far as importance? Right now during this pandemic, perhaps it's elevated uh, because so many people are isolated. So many people are turning to unhealthy habits. Um, so right now it's very important and because people are isolating, it's really important for friends and especially family members to constantly check in with each other. So um, without good mental uh, health as an individual, maybe the rest of, since it affects the rest of our, our lives, everything else can fall apart if we don't have good mental health. Yes, yes. Now, I know... Um, we have stress in our life, and uh, and sometimes uh, we can have be stressed out and really don't realize it. So how can we tell if uh, we are really stressed out? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, and and stress is a, a natural and important part of life. We all deal with stress in our our daily lives. When we get to the point where we're turning to alcohol. We're turning to um, gambling, when we're turning to unhealthy habits in our lives, we know that stress is overwhelming mm -hmm. us. And a lot of times that obviates itself in the way we treat those who are closest to us, sometimes mm -hmm. our spouses, sometimes our children. And we have a tendency to snap out on people when we're overstressed. Mm -hmm. um, for some people in this current pandemic, working from home is fine. It's a blessing. For others, it's a curse mm -hmm. uh, because they get too isolated. Yeah. Um, and I'm working with clients now who work from home, but because they have so much, quote, freedom to do what they want, they are turning to alcohol, for example, mm -hmm. early in the morning yeah. to relieve stress. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's yeah. not. That's going to be a dead end for people. So self-medicating, and and um, and like you said, seem like people are are in, in indulging in other things to um, relieve that stress, and mm -hmm. those are signals <clears throat> that um, we are really stress is starting to really overwhelmed. Get to us. Yeah, and you know there are, there are plenty of sources of help. The mm -hmm. important aspect is that a person does reach out for help. It doesn't have to be with a counsel, counselor or a therapist or a mm -hmm. psychologist. It can be with a spiritual person. It can be with a close friend mm -hmm. to, I guess, just be so modest that you can admit to yourself, mm -hmm. I am overwhelmed yeah. and I don't know where to turn next. Open up to somebody whether it's a faith leader, whether it's a counselor, mm -hmm. trusted friend, etc. The important part is open up to somebody. Up. Yeah. Don't just let it go on and on and on because 
it can be a bottomless pit. So um, now I was, my next question was to give us some tips for dealing with stress. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So maybe <clears throat> I know you just started on some like yeah, reaching out and, yeah. um, to, to individual, but what are some coping mechanisms that we can have as, a, as an individual? Right. Well, a lot of people turn to meditation. Uh, I'm a, a Quaker myself, and meditation and prayer uh, to us are one, two aspects of the same function, mm -hmm. um, to turn inward and ask, open up to God. Mm -hmm. It's a um, very important thing. Yes, it is. However you conceive God to be. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about a Christian or a Muslim or whatever. Being able to open up. For some people, exercise is very important, mm. you know, to maintain an exercise regimen. For others, it's diet, mm -hmm. making sure that you're not stuffing yourself with the wrong foods yeah, all the time. That's true. <laughs> um, so those are some real basic mm -hmm. aspects of keeping yourself healthy mm -hmm. physically, mentally, and spiritually. Right. Perhaps the most important and where a lot of people are struggling is with sleep. Mm. Uh, more and more we're finding that yeah. overly stressed people are sinking into depression mm -hmm. and their sleep yeah. is very irregular. Sleep uh, deprived. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, those are some good coping <clears throat> mechanisms that we really need to keep in mind. And I think sometimes we... Um, you know, like you were saying, the diet aspect of our life that we don't really think about, but a good diet of eating, you know, a proper amount of fruits, vegetables, all those things help to um, our mental well-being as well. Right. You know? So. Yeah. Um, now, um, when it comes to warning signs, what are some warning signs that um, we're slipping into uh, depression mm -hmm. and maybe first of all maybe you can maybe just talk about what depression really is yeah and and, yeah. and then the warning signs mm -hmm. the warning signs uh, major warning signs for depression uh, I've already kind of mentioned in different ways um, mm -hmm. changes in your sleep patterns mm -hmm. you can't get enough sleep or you can't get out of bed you lack motivation to even start your day mm -hmm. You get out of bed and right away you're feeling anxious. You're feeling overwhelmed. You're not looking forward to the day's activities. You feel overwhelmed and alone. Mm -hmm. These are important warning signs. And mm -hmm. if those go on day after day and week after week, mm -hmm. sooner rather than later, reach out to somebody. Wow help and there's lots of different ways to reach yeah. out and we've talked about those a little bit mm -hmm. oh. now um, you know my show deals with women 50 and over mm -hmm. um, so why <laughs> do you think women 50 and over and I've read that th they are more sus susceptible to uh, depression mm -hmm. uh, I blame men <laughs> <laughs> I think you and a lot of other women will be saying. In some ways, there's truth in that, though. Yeah. Uh, there's feminine and masculine aspects mm -hmm. and ways of approaching issues. Uh, the masculine aspect is not really mm -hmm. listening. Yeah. Um, men are generally much poorer at listening mm. than women are. Yeah. And women need to 
be able to talk mm. and feel comfortable in describing what they're experiencing. Yeah. Um, men want to fix something. Yeah. Tell me what the problem is, and I'll tell you the solution. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> and that really doesn't help. Right. Um, I'm afraid as we get older, women tend to shut down yeah. uh, and not be able to comfortably express mm -hmm. what they're experiencing mm -hmm. uh, inside. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would encourage all the men out there mm -hmm. to just work at being um, a conscious listener. Yeah. You don't have to come up with a solution. Right. Um, just let the, the person that you love so much mm -hmm express themselves comfortably to you and don't be watching football at the same time <laughs> yes <laughs> yes so women want to be heard you know and yeah. Uh, yeah. we want to be able to uh, express what we think and what we feel mm -hmm. you know and i think men sometimes don't always realize that and like you were saying you don't have to have an answer right you know for us but just have that listening ear yeah you know and don't shut us down right you know don't ever say honey just get to the point <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> um now, uh, it's said that suicide is higher nationwide uh, for men than women. And so is that because we as women will probably talk and, and seek out help rather than men would? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's part of this false pride of masculine, you know, men. Like, yeah. I, I can figure out this on my own. Yeah. Well, guess what? Sometimes you can't. <laughs> And to humble yourself and just say, look, I can't do this alone. Mm -hmm. Allow yourself to experience the pain that's inside of you before it gets so bad that it overwhelms you. Yeah. And I'm afraid that a lot of men aren't really good at doing that. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I think maybe that's where we as uh, women can, can, if we can talk to our men and get them to open up. A little mm -hmm. bit more that could change things far as right. if they're dealing with something you know I'm here you know let your guard down you know mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. become a little bit more vulnerable <clears throat> you know right and the way men and women express their inner difficulties their inner pain is so different um, yeah. and when Bruce and I worked at with adolescents um, we knew for the most part that the boys, the young males, would fight. They would get aggressive. They mm -hmm. would curse. They mm -hmm. would swear. They would throw things. Mm -hmm. The girls, on the other hand, would develop eating disorders yeah. or cutting themselves, mm -hmm. um, sinking into some deep drug problems. Mm -hmm. uh, and so both are yeah. horrible. The thing is that a lot of times the women the girls problems are more hidden oh yes and the men the boys are mm -hmm. like oh you can tell that i've got issues because yeah. i'm acting it out yeah. right they're mm -hmm. acting them out um and so we have to deal in different ways with yes. with those symptoms i'd say now i wanted to uh, ask also um uh, is mental illness, uh, is that something that's inherited or is it something that, you know, because of situations and that people, you know, may be dealing with and they just can't seem to think to get out of it, they 
sink into that depression or is it something that you know is inherited that there is a, an inherited aspect there's mm -hmm. genes that's not as important mm -hmm. as how you were treated as a child by your parents mm -hmm. um, that is the the biggest factor in creating a healthy adult is creating a healthy childhood mm. and a lot of times our, our kids were subject to different kinds of neglect or abuse mm -hmm. as children and so I would say genetic takes a back seat to okay. just good parenting versus bad parenting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, that's a, what a good light on that you know because you you can be have that gen, genetic part, but if you have a good family that's absolutely nurturing you, absolutely you know it can be something that can be uh, yeah overcome. Yeah, yeah, and <clears throat> I would just add that anybody who's um, a, as a child was subjected to difficult circumstances. Mm -hmm whether it be poverty, poverty, neglect, abuse of different kinds, and that does not mean that you are condemned mm -hmm. to a life of difficulties. Right. It is very possible, probably probable, mm -hmm. that if you work at it, you will become a happy, fulfilled, functioning adult. Uh, so, you know, it, it doesn't mean that you're going to have to, like, yeah. perpetuate this and pass it on to your own kids mm -hmm. or pass it on to others right mm -hmm. that's just sort of like alcoholism when you know if it runs in a family you say I'm, I'm predisposed to right. it or whatever right. you know, but it doesn't have to be exactly you know yeah we have free will yes that's it <laughs> <laughs> now um, how can our faith help us you know in times of stress and depression um, how can our faith help us and can faith and medicine work together? Oh know? boy, that's a great question. Um, personally, um, one of the darkest times that I had in my life was in the mid 80s. Mm -hmm. um, and I had up until that time been something of an agnostic. I had abandoned religion. Uh, but I felt a spiritual yearning, mm -hmm. and it was because I was depressed. It was because things were out of control in my life. Mm -hmm. And so I tried different places to go into. And finally, I went into a Quaker meeting house in Norristown, mm. and I felt peace. Mm. And I felt like there was a, a connection with God mm -hmm. that lifted my spirits. Mm. Uh, and it was a wonderful yes thing to happen for me and we would have bibles on the benches and one time when i was particularly struggling and looking for an answer mm -hmm. i just opened the bible to a random page mm -hmm. and it spoke to me wow. the passage spoke to me yes. it was there for me and i knew mm -hmm. i knew experientially that that was my connection with the heart with god yes yeah Oh, wonderful. And, you know, some people, when, if they're on medication um, and they have uh, uh, Christ in their life, you know, they sometimes <coughs> say, you know, that's all I need and abandon the medication and 
because they fear God c can heal me, He can lift me, right. you know, and I don't need the medication. Uh, I would discourage. You, I would discourage yeah. that thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of psychotropic meds, mm -hmm. but they do play a role mm -hmm. in helping a, par a person feel a little bit better. Okay. It doesn't fix everything. Yeah. But it plays a role for a lot of people, so I would not abandon the right. thought of. And you know, I work with people in AA and NA, and mm -hmm. some of those folks feel. No, you shouldn't be taking any medications right. because if you are, then you're not clean and sober. Mm -hmm. um, I, I disagree with that yeah. viewpoint. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you that God can still heal and, and does heal, but if you need help, that's what the doctors and physicians are for. Yes. You know. Yeah. Um, now, uh, if we... Uh, do see ourselves or someone in our family, our loved ones who are struggling, um, what can we do? Because mm -hmm. sometimes you do maybe feel like, you know, I am being overwhelmed. Or you look at a loved one and you may see some signs that they may be overwhelmed. What is what are some things that we can do for yeah. ourselves and for our loved ones? Right, right. And, and Diane, um, <coughs> Our kids, our, our spouses, um, our relatives, sometimes they will say something that indicates that they're in deep trouble. Um, it, instinctively, we want to back off from people we feel are suicidal. Uh, it's our own fear that keeps us from addressing. Somebody may, may come out with a short statement, and you're like, what? Mm -hmm. What did I just hear? And you want to ignore it because it scares you. Mm -hmm. And I just implore people not to ignore any warning signs mm -hmm. that somebody is struggling. I've mentioned too much sleep, not enough sleep, drug use, isolation. If we ignore those signs and those little messages that mm -hmm. somebody might come out with, like, my life's not worth living. Mm -hmm. What? Mm. You know? Don't say that. We, right. we want to tell people, don't say that. Mm -hmm. It's important that they do say, say it, it and we yeah. hear it mm -hmm. and we be with that person. Right. Take time with that person. Yeah, because you, see, you hear so many sad stories. Well, I didn't know they were... Um, you know, struggling, struggling with much. this, yeah. you know, or uh, I wish I would have called someone, you know, or I wish I would have called that person, you know, because I saw maybe that they were down, but I didn't realize that they were down that much, you know, so yeah. it is important nowadays that we do stay in touch with one another, mm -hmm. you know, and if Especially we, now. you know, see someone struggling to, <clears throat> you know, try to get them help or, you know, yeah. point them to where those resources can be so they can get the help that they need. And if you haven't heard from so-and-so in a mm -hmm. week or a month or two months, give them a call, mm -hmm. get in touch with that person and just check in. Yes. Give them some time. Now, we know this is the holiday season um, and for many people it is a sad time as well as a happy time. And There will be people, you know, who will be around the, the, the the table and it's going to be empty, uh, empty chair, empty seat where that loved one is not going to be there. 
So what uh, can you say to mm -hmm. you know, encourage <coughs> or help that, that, that individual? Yeah. Holidays are, are crazy, and I'm not thrilled with the way mm. we in America, quote, celebrate the holidays. Um, we have to keep in mind what the meaning of the season is mm -hmm. and make sure that we're not overextending ourselves by mm -hmm. buying too much, by mm -hmm. trying to eat too much, drink too much, etc. Mm -hmm. Keep it simple. But, yeah, I mean, people... Uh, holiday time is wonderful and it can be awful mm -hmm. um, and whichever it is for you and I encourage people to laugh and share the joy of the holiday season wherever and whenever you can and reach out to those who are in need. Sometimes we're missing somebody and we have the opportunity to spread a little bit of kindness and joy mm -hmm. to somebody else. Yes. Take that opportunity because it will come back to you. Mm. Well, Bill, I thank you for uh, coming on the show. I thank you for um, you know, sharing all your, your, your knowledge and wisdom on this topic. Uh -huh. And um, please, uh, <laughs> you're always welcome to come. Oh, back. thank you, Diane. <laughs> I love you and Bruce. Oh, and we thank love you and Annette. And uh, again, thank you for being a part of our life. And, and again, I want to thank my viewers and my listeners for tuning in. And until next time, I'm Diane Allen, and this is me. If you or someone you know is having difficulties coping with depression, please reach out for help. There is hope and healing. There are hotlines and resources across every city and county across the country. Please don't suffer. There is help. I would like to end today's show with a couple of verses from the Bible that is relevant to a good, healthy outlook for your mind and attitude. Philippians 4, 6 through 8 in the New Living Translation. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. And His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as we live in Christ Jesus. Surely God's peace can help us transcend through every struggle we can face in life as we live through Christ Jesus. I'm Diane Allen, and until next time, this is me.